Hey, Sergio here. Before we get to our main event, I would like to remind you to check out the description for Harry and Gregory's links, as well as ours. All of our SCP works can be found in the link tree below. We also will be presenting an SCP-focused panel at Colossal Context this next Saturday. So stop on by if you're in the area. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of So You Think You Can Fanon. Today... We have something special, because we have not one, but two guests. Mm. Introduce yourselves, guests. I'm Gregory Carpin. And I'm Harry Blake. And neither Everybody. of those things were true. <laughs> Everybody clap. Everybody clap for our guest. Uh, Welcome. I'm not Gregory Carpin. Yeah. I'm Gregory Damn. Carpin. But I'm, I'm Harry Blank. I, which one do I shoot? I don't know who the real one is and who the fake is. Well, hopefully Damn. neither of us. <clears throat> There's a running joke that we've been basically perpetrating ourselves uh, for three years that we're the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really I'm amazed no one has tried to ban us for sock puppetry at this point. I mean, you're so clearly a better writer than me, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Have we ever no, seen both absurd. of you in the same room? Wait, I what mean, like it? right now? Oh my god, that's true. We are we're all in the same room. Who's real? Yeah, Who's I, not? I've been we in the same know. room with Gregory about thirty different times as we are the co-hosts of Simply Creative People. That's right. I think I think we've only been in the same room like our hosts uh, for a podcast recording like three times, but we weren't even all in the same room. It was like two and two or two and three. <laughs> we still didn't really know. We couldn't we couldn't really confirm it. You know. We're in the same virtual room. We've never been in the same actual room because yeah, he lives in the United States of Mista- of, uh, of America. And far away from where you live in Canada. Opposite of like continent. It was like Minnesota or something. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's we'll just go hop the border. Minnesota. I forget how big Canada is a lot, to it's be honest. Big. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I'm in Southern California, so... Like one uh-huh. of the furthest parts away from uh, Ontario, so yeah. and I'm in the that's, second yeah, largest that's... country in the world until the Russian Federation collapses, and then it'll be the largest country in the world <laughs> and the most popular. Oh wait, no. ouch! <laughs> one of the lowest population densities right. in the Western world. You guys have as much and as many people there as uh, we have in California, except not as much. Yeah, yeah. not many people in, in California, and they're Canadians, so they're only worth like half a Californian. Oh, there's Dang. a lot of shitty Californians. Uh, I've lived here all my life. <laughs> so you're one. So you're not. You are or aren't one of them. Then, 100. percent I am one of them. You're one of the shitty Californians. Absolutely. There's no redeeming values to me whatsoever. Aw. We think Except, there are. maybe that's a redeeming value. So you're self-contradicting. <clears throat> well, I guess the only redeeming value is that we we make a podcast that educates and 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 entertains. Yeah. Yeah, we're uplifting. We too, we're we too educate people. Yeah, on our that's podcast, nice. right, guys. Definitely. Yeah, we teach them a lot about jelking. That's true. I don't even know what that word means. Oh boy, that's, let's educate. Let's get to educating right now. Let's, let's not get to educating. Let's get the article reading. I think. What's the <laughs> okay. difference? Right. Yeah, these are two supremely educational articles. In fact, the first one is is pure education. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, we thought it'd be a good idea to do some cross uh, pollination, and uh, we're gonna have some of you guys on our show as well, and it should be fun. Oh. Sweet, sounds enjoyable, like a yes. ball. Let's do it. There it, sh- it shall be. 
I'll wear my finest gown. Now, which one are we starting with? Perry decided that we are starting with mine. Definitely. <clears throat> should we get the like creator a, of the canon? Should we like Not intro the, the GOI? Whatever it is. GOI, yeah. that's the word. Totally. <clears throat> so uh, both of these are mm-hmm. Vikander Need Technical Media, which is the GOI created along with uh, Harry and Plague and um, Disadron. Disadron. Yeah. And one other person I'm forgetting, and I'm, I'm a bad person. But. Um, <laughs> About a year, no, two years ago now, uh, I decided that I wanted to start writing sort of everything I'd written before that had been like sort of mildly historical or gothic horror. And on the wiki, I started expanding into doing more absurdist horror. So SCPs can be, you know, goddamn anything. And I thought, why not do a media company that, um, allows for a little bit of social commentary. Um, so Vikernity Technical Media is a GUI that the foundation doesn't really know what to do with. They're not super dangerous, but they are pretty threatening to the veil because they're constantly distributing media that is clearly anomalous. And they don't know anything about Vikernity Technical Media. They don't know like who runs them. There is no face of the company. Um, and I've made it sort of a big time rule that anybody that contributes, and we've got like 40 something articles now from different authors, mm-hmm. um, made it a rule that we can't really go into the deep lore. Uh, I mean, obviously anybody can do whatever they want, but, uh, I've tried hard to like, not peek behind the curtains. I would say that most of the stuff is pretty transparent in terms of you just read a little bit between the lines, but. You know, anytime anybody asks me, oh, these, what, what, what are they trying to do? It's just no comment. Uh-huh. If you reveal the deep lore of it, he just will refuse to speak to you ever again. Yes. I like the, I, I like the kind of like, um, not wanting to go into the deep lore. I like the concept of that a lot. Cause I feel like there are a lot of occasions where people just love like kind of lore spelunking yeah into things like i feel like not not quite scp related but like the backrooms lore kind of fell into that i mean where people would just go deeper and deeper and it just got to like kind of a different being than what it started as yeah i i would agree certainly with the backrooms unfortunately um i think a lot of that stuff happens on the scp wiki um and rightfully uh-huh. so like the sarcasm or the church of the broken God, or, you know, any number of the more esoteric, you know, weirder GOIs. And, you know, I love that stuff. I mean, I play from software games and I love all that lore bullshit, but, you know, I thought here, and it just kind of happened organically. I didn't start off by saying that, but I just liked the idea of everything that I want to say about this GOI is on the page. Uh huh. And like, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to like read between the lines and they're often very social commentary, but people are Mm -hmm. frequently kind of uncomfortable with the GOI or confused by it because I've really aimed to try and make it as balanced between absurdist comedy and like unsettling horror. And so it's kind of this weird thing in between genres. I remember all the posts about it during like 7K Con, Mm -hmm. which was... A year ago? How long yeah. is it? Been? It was a year ago. Oh, pretty much exactly. It was. Yeah. I have very, very 
precise memory though because i guess it was a year ago yeah Yeah, because i wrote one of the my entry with um vivarian uh was a vikander need technical media 7k entry i remember i remember all the 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 tweets about it and seeing all the like absurdist just insane looking out of context tweets and just being like (laughs) this looks like it rocks i hope it does (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I have like gotten pretty trollish with, because so many people were so interested in like the deep lore or, mm-hmm. y- you know, so I was like, oh, okay, finally, I'm going to answer all questions. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to make an article that's just a behind the scenes documentary produced by Vicander Need about their headquarters. And that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, you can tell me if you think it answers any questions. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. All right. Well, would we like to get started on doing a quick read through of the article? Sure. Cool. Hell yeah. All right. Would you like one of us to narrate or do you want to? Uh. Why don't one of you guys narrate? Switch every other sentence just for just to make it as <laughs> unlistenable oh, yeah. as, as possible. Because we're popcorning in school. Oh god. Right. Um, because this is so dialogue heavy, I figure somebody could do the narration and then we could each pick a role because there's well, somebody does the narration. Hmm, we've never done that one before, oh, right, man. guys? That's never happened yeah. before. Matt, you're narrating. Well, I, guess, I guess Matt's ve- volunteering oh, to be the narrator. Oh, okay. All I've right. read uh, I've read Dragon Porn in this podcast. I can, you guys can't do any worse. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's only three characters besides the narrator in this one, right? Yeah, there's a couple of Hernandez quick. and Grimes. There's Sorry, which, one, which number was it that we're doing? Six, eight, uh, nine, seven. Yeah, six, eight, nine, seven. Okay, gotcha. I think there's only three yeah. speaking roles other than inside of the. Uh, there's a couple directions. of other ones, but I don't see them, Gregory. Very- well, there's central at the beginning, and then there's the mail room operator. I see them. They, they have like one line each. So yeah, you're right. You're right. I see unknown woman. That's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> what about known right. woman? There's well, two known women in this. And oh yeah, and Grimes. Damn. That's Damn. This one stars Grimes. It's very very topical. <laughs> All right. All right. So who's doing what then? We're gonna establish this ahead of time so we can read smoothly. I will be narrating. Uh, You'll narrate. Uh, you guys fight like a uh, starving orphan. I'll be Grimes. Uh, what you're gonna be. Damn it, Sergio! I wanted to be Grimes. I'll be Hernandez. <laughs> okay, I'll do Mari McPherson. Then I guess I will do Central and Unknown and Unknown Woman. Unless Harry, cool. you want to do Mary? Well, I mean, it's your character, man. Oh, I'm just. I feel like I'm gonna be doing a lot of reading in the next one because I'm obviously gonna have to read out the ridiculous list again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I will be sundry yeah. characters. Wake me up if I okay. miss one. Okay. <clears throat> Item number SCP-6897. Object class Euclid. Site responsible is Site 43. The director, Ooh. Alan J. McInnes. Researcher Ooh. head is Dr. Lillian S. Lillyhammer. Ooh. With the assigned task force being MTF, Kappa 43. Security clearance... Level 3. Special Containment Procedures. The building containing SCP-6897 has been purchased by the Foundation 
to the Department of Procurement and Liquidation. Businesses previously renting office space in the building have been evicted or provided lease buyouts, and the building itself has been closed to the public. The O5 Council is considering utilizing the property as a provisional site, but until such decision is made, the building is to appear condemned to the public. A building containing SCP-6897 is a completely innocuous, high-rise office building, approximately 13 floors. SCP-6897 is an extra-dimensional space connected to a door in a nondescript office building in Irvine, California. This door is composed of particle board and covered in a false walnut veneer. The density of the door is 78 grams per cubic centimeter. The usual density of particle board tops out at 0.8 grams per cubic centimeter. Despite this, the door does not resist opening and does not put the resultant strain on the frame and hinges one would expect from such density. The door is locked with a 16-digit combination electronic mechanism with 26 keys. The keys feature variations on logos from Fortune 500 companies instead of letters, numbers, or symbols. One of the logos is that of Vikander Need Technical Media, GOI 5889. Entrance to SCP-6897 is impossible without either the code or an individual already within the anomaly opening the door. Foundation engineers attempted to breach the door to SCP-6897 with shaped explosive charges after conventional means were exhausted, which also failed. The entity resembles a non-anomalous professional building with cubicles, internal offices, and conference rooms. The boundaries of SCP-6897 have not been established to any specificity, as they cannot be observed on footage retrieved from visitors. Individuals who enter SCP-6897 have noted that light and gravity do not follow the usual physical laws. Light observed within the anomaly has no apparent source, instead seeming to hover around points of interest in an ambient manner. Objects, such as paper and pens, have been observed to float from one cubicle to another, and individuals note the absence of gravity in stairwells and elevator shafts, the latter containing no elevators, and coated in rubber protective material, allowing an individual to traverse up or down the shaft via handholds in a safe manner. The sounds of fax machines, old modems, crackling fires, warped gong strikes, and low murmuring can be heard in every known area of the anomaly. No source for these sounds has yet been identified. To date, only two civilians have accessed the anomaly prior to the Foundation's discovery, and both have shown complete resistance to amnestics. To maintain the veil, these individuals have been held in a detainment center maintained by Foundation Security Services pending processing by the Ethics Committee. Such detainment centers are maintained to preserve the veil when amnestics are ineffective, and the individual is not a target of recruitment due to lack of beneficial skills. Discovery in late 2021, several reports to the Irvine Police Department noted the sound around the building was abnormally reduced. The office building lies directly under the path of a nearby airport's runway, producing significant decibels every time a commercial airliner takes off. After more than 10 such reports, the local precinct tasked two police officers with investigation. The following is a transcript of a recorded recording dated November 12th, 2021, from the two responding officers' body cameras. Both of the officers and their cameras were later taken into Foundation custody. Two police officers, 
Grimes and Hernandez, exit their vehicle and approach the building containing SCP-6897. Central, Officer 843 and 758 reporting. We're at 1611 Bristol, responding to the noise complaint, I guess? Roger. I'm sorry, can you repeat the complaints again? Uh, Basically, we've got various versions of the area around the building is too quiet, but that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Thing is, the last one was from the captain's white. Forget it, Central. I know what they meant. Grimes and Hernandez look up as a commercial airliner flies low overhead on takeoff. There is very little noise in the recording. What the fuck? I don't know. How do you want to handle this? Probably just a trick of acoustics? Must be some trick. I don't know. We got sent out here. Something is clearly happening. Least we can do is ask around the office. Hernandez nods and heads towards the entrance. He stares up at the sky for a moment as he holds the door for Grimes and then, after shaking his head, follows her in. The following 30 minutes is redacted for brevity. The two officers ask if each of the offices in the building, consisting of medical practices, x-ray techs, labs, and several financial advisors, receiving no significant or notable answers. Those asked did note the reduction in sound from the aircraft, which was said to be audible within the building prior to the last 30 days. No further information was given. The officers then approached the elevator bank on the second floor. All right, let's get out of here. But we haven't checked any with anyone on the third floor. Grimes sighs and nods, hitting the button for the third floor in the elevator. The doors open on a long hallway. The shape of the hallway does not match the exterior dimensions of the building. The elevators are opposite a glass embankment looking out on the parking lot, but this floor plan stretches out into space that should be outside the boundaries of the structure. Neither officer notices. At the end of the dim hallway, nearly 50 meters long, is a single doorway illuminated by recessed lighting directly above the frame on the ceiling. Both officers proceed slowly down the corridor. Just as Grimes is about to knock on the door, it is opened quickly, and a bright light shines through. Both officers shield their eyes due to the sudden change in light. Oh, thank goodness. We've been waiting for you. Come in. Come in. A female figure stands in front of the bright light, only seen in silhouette. Ma'am, we're here to investigate. Yes, yes. Forget all that. Come in already. Both officers enter through the open door, and their body cameras adjust to the light levels, revealing an office of completely nondescript design. The walls visible are clearly internal walls, not the exterior of the building. No visible windows appear on camera at any point. Ma'am, we need to ask you a few qu- Grimes stops speaking as the woman comes into the camera's view. The woman is dressed in a tailored, charcoal pant suit and three-inch heels and with a ruffled blouse. She's also wearing her hair in a bob style over a bandage wrapped around her head, covering her eyes. Trails of blood seep from where the eye orbits would be placed, soaking through the bandage and dripping down onto her suit jacket and blouse. Ma'am, do you need medical assistance? We can have an ambulance here within minutes. Why? Because of your eyes. You're bleeding pretty profusely from your eyes. Oh, I don't have eyes, so never you worry. Now, my name is Mari McPherson, and we've been waiting for you. Need to keep a schedule when you're producing media. TM. Note, recording did not actually register the phrase TM, but invariably transcripts have included it and the notation cannot be deleted for anomalous reasons. 
Uh, sorry, what media? Why, this media. She waves her arm, beckoning towards the office and the many individuals working in cubicles. Each individual, some appearing human and others not, stand up from their cubicles and smile towards the officers. Of note was a male individual with a metal snout shaped like an anteater's, a female individual with a digital clock instead of a mouth and bright blue skin, and a moose with three television screens instead of a head are but a few of those seen on camera. Digital effects are suddenly added to the footage, an unfolding pennant and fireworks, and then words play across the screen, perfectly framed. The footage loses its grain and an aspect ratio and appears at 4K resolution. A tour of Vikander Need Headquarters! Oh, fuck. Why can't I see that? Well, recently, a lot of our fans have been asking for some behind-the-scenes action. Find out how the sausage is made, don't you know? And we thought, what better way than a gorilla documentary? Flashy edits, some special effects, and a whole lot of that special attention. Only Vikander Need can show a piece of media. No, I mean, why can't I see this over my eyes? I wouldn't want to say, dear, we don't practice discrimination on the basis of disability or career choice. What do you mean? Let's get on with the tour! The two officers and McPherson are abruptly transported to somewhere else in the building. Grimes falls to her knees and vomits. McPherson does not indicate she is noticed, simply staring directly into Hernandez's body camera. First stop, creative. As you know, we at Vicander Need Technical Media are trying to bring about the better tomorrow, TM, through better media. And that all starts with creative. Hernandez begins to sway, but as McPherson turns away, she holds one hand up to his shoulder to steady him. What you see before you is the heart and soul of victim creative, the think tank. McPherson turns back to Hernandez's body camera, crouches slightly, and holds a hand up to her mouth before whispering. I'd tell you what the acronym is for, but then I'd have to kill you. She levels her bleeding orbit to the camera for nearly a full minute. Grimes continues to retch. Finally, McPherson sighs and stands straight, turning toward Grimes. Dear, are you planning on doing that for much longer? It's just, it's horribly disgusting and not in the way we usually like our media to involve. McPherson pats the back of the officer's head a few times and then indicates the cubicles in front of her. When Hernandez bends to help Grimes up, McPherson snaps her fingers, and Hernandez is physically dragged towards her, perfectly framing her in front of the cubicles. Grimes has regained her feet and walks toward them, pulling out her nightstick. The thing you have to understand when you consider where media comes from is inspiration. But that's elusive, isn't it? Where we do all our best ideas I'm sorry, where do all our idea- best ideas come from? It's one of the age-old dilemmas for the artist. Well, we've solved that problem with think tank. Grimes raises her hand to strike the woman, and McPherson extends her arm, catching the nightstick and pulling it away in a smooth motion. Grimes is physically pulled from her feet by the motion and thrown to the ground. McPherson then hands the nightstick to a PA who has appeared from behind a cubicle. Now here, we see the first archival picture of the inaugural think tank. Grimes is suddenly on her feet and placed in front of a framed picture, showing a large, auditorium-esque space, with the text... In memoriam, Think Tank, 1949. Rescuat in pace. McPherson turns and indicates the cubicles in front of her. But as you can see, we've improved a lot over the years. 
Hernandez turns, panning across the cubicles. Seated in front of computers, their legs bound in chains and their necks restrained to the chair in iron bands, sit four individuals. They're editing footage, writing scripts, drawing and recording dialogue, respectively. Hey, you can't keep these people locked up. Hernandez reaches for his gun, but finds the holster empty. A PA quickly walks around the corner of a cubicle holding two Beretta pistols. Hernandez turns to look at Grimes and sees her holster is empty as well. What do you mean? They love it here. They live creatively fulfilling jobs, making the brilliant media Vicander Need distributes. But they're chained up. That's the dedication to their art. There's an iron bar around their throats. They know what they did. Hey, some of them look familiar. Note, facial recognition has identified the four individuals to an 85% certainty as Joss Whedon, Harvey Weinstein, Roman Polanski, and Brian Singer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird combination of four. Uh, is, yeah, I wonder what they all did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine no, what the connection is. No idea. Oh, isn't isn't Harvey Weinstein the guy that made Paddington Bear? <laughs> Dolly. No, no, he made wine. That's why his name is Weinstein. Oh, that's uh. so true. Oh, this is about their crimes against superhero movies. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> no idea what you mean. Now let's keep moving. We have a schedule to keep. The three are suddenly in the cafeteria. Grimes sways on her feet, covering her mouth, but does not fall. Hernandez steadies his partner as McPherson stands over a table of food. Two PAs are rushing to set it as she waves them away. Neither of the PAs have mouths or ears. Hungry? No, we're not hungry. Whatever you're doing is making her sick, and I don't feel great either. We came here to ask some questions, and you've revealed my number, any number of felonies. We're going to have to... Or- here at Vikander Need, we like to keep our employees well-fed. There's a full kitchen and three chefs chefs on staff. Anything you can want, we've got. We don't care. We're here to talk about the noise complaint. So, today we've got Ty. Pad CU, it looks like. Mmm, love that black bean sauce. Did you hear him? The noise complaints. Do you know anything about them? Why would anyone complain about less noise? That's ridiculous. Oh, so you do know something about it. Of course I do. We had to do something about the noise. It was completely ruining our recordings. What? How could you have anything to do with it? McPherson touches her nose with her index finger and turns back to the food. The secret to good media is keeping your staff fed and happy and never letting them go home. Oh my god, your faces. I'm kidding. They don't have homes. She sits down with a plate of pad siu and begins to eat slowly. The two police officers say nothing but stand in such a way as to perfectly frame her against the backdrop of a giant Vikander Need technical media logo painted on the wall. McPherson continues to eat silently for 24 minutes and 4 seconds. McPherson then gets up and wipes her mouth with a napkin before turning to the two officers. You sure you don't want any? Suddenly, the two officers are moving again. Prior to this, the body cameras were perfectly steady, indicating no movement. Yes, we're so- Hey, how'd you do that? I couldn't move the whole time you were eating. Just had to fucking watch. 
Such language. Guess we'll just edit that out in post. Not very professional camera operators, if I say so. We're not camera operators. We're cops. Hush. We don't like labels here. Now, on with the show. She leads them out into a corridor with several different conference rooms to either side, each filled with various humanoid entities having heated discussions. Now, somewhere along the line, Vikander needs fans. I've gotten the idea that we have some sort of political messaging. And I just want to state for the record, hogwash. We're just a media company trying to spread good contact, like content like any other. Behind McPherson, in one of the conference rooms, a male individual with glowing eyes and smoke coming out from underneath his shirt writes in bold letters on a whiteboard, Corporations are evil. McPherson turns, looks into the room, and then grabs a black curtain draped along the corridor, pulling it so it obscures the meeting room. Printed on the curtains is white text stating, All views expressed by participants in the conference room do not reflect the opinions of Vicander Need Technical Media. Views expressed are based on the individual's personal perspective, and neither Vicander Need nor their affiliates are liable for any statements made within the confines of the conference room. Much better. Next up, the mailroom. Exciting! The two officers follow McPherson down the corridor and enter the mailroom. Now this is where the magic happens. Every piece of media we produce, we ship through here. You don't have a warehouse? You don't distribute digitally? I didn't understand a single word either of you just said. McPherson approaches a young woman, bent over a rolling cart, brimming over with physical media, including VHS tapes, CDs, cassette tapes, and floppy disks. Are you kidding with this? Which part? Are those floppy disks? I don't know the technical details. I'm with PR. McPherson moves back over the young woman. Tell the nice folks at home what you do here every day. The young woman looks into the camera, opens her mouth, and the recording is suddenly overlaid with the sound of a garbage disposal. Oh, how fun! And do you enjoy it? The young woman nods and opens her mouth. This time, the sound of hundreds of flying insects can be heard in the recording. Well, that's great. How long have you worked here? Six months. Sorry? I said I've worked here six months. Didn't catch that. The young woman sighs, hanging her head and opens her mouth. The sound of a train track being driven over is heard. Well, that's wonderful. I hope you stay with us for years and years. McPherson turns back around and guides the two police officers out of the mailroom. She leads them to the front door of SCP-6897 and opens it, showing the long, dark hallway. Both officers are returned their weapons by the production assistant. McPherson stands at the door, leaning on it, and holding it open in one hand. I just want to thank you both. It's been very helpful. We've gotten a lot of good footage. I hope all of Vicander Needs' many, many fans are satisfied with this behind-the-scenes documentary. I just... Yes? What the hell happened? Uh, were you serious about being responsible for the dulling of the sound of the planes? Yes, of course. Why would I lie? Uh, okay, can you stop it? It's causing people a lot of disorientation, and we keep getting complaints. Absolutely not. The door slams resoundingly shut. After the investigating officers reported the above events, embedded Foundation agents alerted their handlers. Both officers were detained and interviewed by Dr. Lilyhammer of Site 43, 
given that site's de facto jurisdiction over anomalies connected to GOI 5889 by Kanju Need Technical Media. Noting the officer's complete immunity to amnestics and believing this to be a side effect of visiting SCP-6897, Dr. Lilyhammer suggested both be detained indefinitely as neither would be of any use to the Foundation. Further access to the anomaly has proven entirely impossible, including unsuccessful attempts at demolishing portions of the building exterior and several failed breaches using explosive ordnance. Following these attempts, Dr. Lilyhammer knocked on the door to SCP-6897. After several minutes, a note was slid under the door which has been reproduced below. Apologies, the office is temporarily closed. It will be open next Monday between the hours of 11.35 to 11.39 a.m. Probably. VK. Update. The office was not, in fact, open. I love that the cops are useless. Uh, does uh, Vikander need distribute on Betamax? Uh, not according to this. <laughs> this is how he answers every question. You're you're God, so what's the answer? That's the answer. Okay. What am I supposed to do with my Betamax? Or what about, what about HD DVD? Come on, at least, at least release now, the stuff on HD DVD. Now I'm looking there back over the notes. An There's actually a way to get an answer to this, and the answer is, and this is the only way to get the answer is to write one there uh, yourself where they use Betamax. That's right. Because according to this one, they use VHS tapes, CDs, cassette tapes, <laughs> and floppy disks. Sometimes God is a You're troll. A uh, <clears throat> also, earlier when the cops are asking, you don't have a warehouse, you don't distribute yeah. digitally. Those yes, are a hot link to, to articles other articles where they have do have a warehouse, and then there's one where they upload directly to YouTube, like but uh, I don't, I don't care about consistency. Yeah. I like that. You're, you're explicitly pointing out that not only ha have you not explained anything in this article about the origins, about the origins, you've also explicitly hyperlinked to proof that the few amounts of evidence that are actually in this article are directly contradictory to other things <laughs> you've established. You actually right. left with less information than when you started. <laughs> which is beautiful um but yeah well harry what were you gonna say before but the cops I don't know. oh I, I just i like the uh the bit where little hammer notes that we can't hire the cops obviously because they're just cops and they're completely useless <laughs> <laughs> also i know for a fact that was the intention behind that one yes also, people have been like, wait a minute, the foundation is going to like indefinitely detain these cops. And I'm like, yeah, it seems it seems like a realistic solution. <laughs> oh, no, that's the worst thing the foundation has ever done. Right. Indefinitely detain somebody. Well, I also head. thought it was nicely ironic that it was cops that were being indefinitely detained. <laughs> In my the head. cops are camera operators. That's so funny. <laughs> so clever. Gosh, we don't because like labels my brain works in my head i just kept hearing um just every time hernandez spoke i thought of uh have you ever seen the walking dead yeah, yeah. you know how shane yells rick's name <laughs> <laughs> just every time i would read grimes rick <laughs> just every time same my intrusive name? thoughts were were beating me maybe she's a distant relation to rick grimes never know yeah Mm. Mm. all right so mm. since we're in between articles right now 
Um, is there a backstory between you two collaborating together? Did it start on the wiki or was it pre-wiki? So we, so the way I remember it is, um, I had Harry, I asked Harry, uh, before we really knew each other to look at something that I had been writing, uh, and he gave me some release for crit. Um, uh-huh. and then we started chatting and then we ended up like the first time we had like a serious chat fest, it was like six hours of talking about everything from Prey 2017 to like DC superheroes to like nineties uh-huh. horror games. And, yep. uh, pretty much from then on we've been like best friends on the wiki um we didn't we didn't actually work on the same thing until 6500 or maybe was the resurrection stuff before 6500 uh well because we both were we were on the in the canon renaissance contest thing and uh that was where you had to pick a canon that wasn't getting written on much and and write on it in a team and we both worked on two different teams that chose the resurrection canon but um, we didn't, I don't think we started writing our combining of those two things until after 6,500, but uh, it's hard to keep track because our, our brains are just slowly. Yeah, it was because it was about a mm. year and a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. 20, it was early 2022 when we started because we, we had always planned to take the characters from both of our individual resurrection stuff and put them together. And then it took us mm-hmm. like a year and some change to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. We met on the IRC, which <clears throat> was formerly the the, the uh, only official way to chat with other SCP people that's a controlled space by the same people who control the wiki. There's now a Discord, which is finally open to the public after two years. <laughs> uh, but we used the IRC. That's where we met. And we were trading crit, uh, getting, getting criticism on articles. I don't remember what I gave to him, uh, but he gave me SCP-5612, Hamarsha. Uh, and yeah. I, I helped him with uh, just line by line for grammar or spelling or something and he I think was line, and then fourth, we just started talking i think that was my yeah. fourth ever article mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was very yeah and then i read all your stuff and yeah same um yeah i don't think i crit something viewers right away you showed me uh significant mm. others and and you oh, were like right. and i quote it's twenty thousand words you don't have to read it and then i read it and then like a day later i was like damn man that was really good and you were like what the fuck you read it yeah, I was very surprised. It was a two-part tale. It was 23,000 words total, and uh, Gregory read it, and I was very shocked. I remember that. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the times match up. That's correct. And uh, I read your article, which is not nearly that long, and it was no. also really awesome. So, And we talked pretty much every day for a very long time, and we've been working together ever since pretty much constantly. Mm-hmm. And now awesome. we do the podcast together. Yeah, and We do mm-hmm. the podcast, which was uh, Gregory's idea, and it's always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's kind of similar to I don't know if you know Sean Saxon. Yeah, we had Sean the on the show actually. Oh, I he I I did know that. That's kind of how we have been with Sean, where we had him on our show for like an episode, and then yeah. it turned into like two episodes, two episodes and then three. And now and he's four. just on like every other episode at this point. <laughs> he's just always coming. We we did a book club with him. <laughs> um, we're doing uh we're doing a live play of the Avatar: The Last Airbender tabletop RPG with him. Matt, me, and our friend Michael, who is DMing it, who's also on the podcast, but is not here today. Like we've got, we've like hung out with Sean like at an anime convention because we lived in the same state. Nice, and it was, it was, it's just, it's funny how you can just like meet somebody through something as mm-hmm. like tight knit totally. as, as the SCP community and just be like, oh, these people rock actually. 
Yeah, we were. Um, I was always talking about getting more than just. I mean, most of the time we we try to get authors on the on the podcast because we want their input and stuff, and we think it's really interesting to hear behind the scenes. Like a lot of people have told us that our behind the scenes kind of discussion of how we go about creating things like has inspired mm-hmm. them to join. Like I know like three people that are now legitimate writers that are that started off listening to our podcast, which is insanely cool. Us. That's dope. Yeah, it's really amazing. And one of them is a regular. Amazing. (laughs) Well, one of them is a regular contributor to our canon under the Vanguard Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, So it's pretty useful. Yeah, Gasma. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. uh, But then, you know, but I always wanted to have like not just authors, but like people that are in the wider community on. And so we had Sean and SCP Unredacted, who does a podcast and and -hmm. readings on YouTube um, on one of the episodes to do are we cool yet yeah we also really did fun. are we cool yet with sean nice. i think it was right after <laughs> you guys had him on he was like i want to do more of this and i was like okay i think i think so at least it might yeah. have been when did when did you do your episode with him because oh. my timeline might be mixed up i don't know we well, did so many episodes at this point yeah we've done well not as many as you guys uh here i'm looking was, at the list um, I want to say it, we did ours first because I remember seeing the tweet about it, and I was like, "Oh, didn't we just do this?" <laughs> it was either it was either he did it. It was six months ago, so it was definitely ours and then yours. But the, the story backwards. He did it with us, and then he wanted to do it again. Um, we did ours in September of last year. Yeah, we did ours. It was like a year ago or something at this point. But Sean nice. is a huge fan of Arbicoliat. Right. I remember yeah. you. I think if I remember correctly, you guys made a tweet where you were like, "Hey, we want to talk to some people about Arbicoliat," and I was like, "Sean would love this." <laughs> Just like kept scrolling on Twitter. Right. Yeah, and I, we had already started chatting with Sean because we had been mm-hmm. on a charity stream that he helped run with Kelly Bold. Um, mm-hmm doing readings and stuff and uh i'd already started chatting with unredacted and they both said that they wanted to be on for that mm-hmm. goi so i was like great let's do it uh-huh yeah that's that's awesome it's it's good to see like it's interesting to see i guess like so many creators just come together and like collaborate off site like um between like your guys's podcast and all of Sean's interviews that he did in the past and um, mm-hmm. like the 3008 showroom where like Sherm and Bill oh, yeah. and Entropy all got together. Stuff like that is just dope. Yeah, like, it's it's, there's lots of really cool people and a lot I mean, it really, of people mm-hmm. get along with each other. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it also like kind of just fits with the spirit of SCP because mm-hmm. it's all yeah, about, it's really all about collaboration. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, it took me a while to get into that, but like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, it took me like a year, basically. But yeah. now I've just not, you know, not gone back. Um, this GOI especially. Um, mm-hmm. So many of the early articles were <clears throat> me in side chats on Discord talking with other authors, shooting the mm-hmm. shit about ideas, and then going, I'll help you with that. Or they said, you know, they'll help me with this or whatever. A victim mm-hmm. basically came about because Disadron... Um, who's a phenomenal author uh, absolutely sent me a list of ideas that he was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with these. Uh, just credit me or something. If you want to use any of them. 
And uh, mm-hmm. the first one was something that scares you so badly that it erases your memory, but it doesn't erase the emotional trauma. And I somehow oh. turned that into a radio show <laughs> uh, that targets individual people. And it just, and it was just weird, like David Lynchian, like insanity that I wrote in like less than 24 hours. And then I just never stopped. It's been uh-huh. victim is either like this one, which is mostly silly with a little bit of darkness or like really creepy with a little bit of silly. And it just kind of runs the gamut. I mean, we even got Sumerian mm-hmm. to do one that was like almost a joke yeah. article. Um, it, it's just, it, it's wide open for stuff. As Super long as people don't, <laughs> as long as people don't tell us what the individual uh, origins are. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I broke the rules of sort of in 7,007, but not really. Cause I was like, well, not really. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you love that, that uh, like cosmic horror genre. Oh yeah. You're you and you and your you and your bloodborns. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Eldritch Horror guy. Like mm-hmm. it's how I found the wiki in the first place was somebody linked me one of Metaphysician's Sarkic articles. Um, that makes sense. Because I was having a conversation with like, you know, where is all the good Eldritch horror? Because so much of horror about ten years ago was like you know, vampire and werewolf romance stuff. And it was like, what is this? I just want like tentacle horrors. And they were like, Hey, have you ever read this? And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And then I never looked back. Yeah. No, if there's one thing that's amazing about the, the wiki, it's that if there's any, like any genre you want more of yeah. that you feel like is underrepresented, there will always be something for you, whether yeah. it's like absurd humor, cosmic horror, or like anything. Yeah. It's really impressive. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's it's a community that like, you know, I'm trying like hell to like get published now. Um, and even yeah. once I get even once that happens, I'm going to be like Davey Poole. I'm just going to keep writing for the wiki. Like, there's no way I'm going to ever stop. This is mm-hmm. one of the coolest communities I've ever been a part of. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that well. sappy note, why don't we get into the other article? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No Wait, did you like that. six eight seven six eight nine seven? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my yeah. god! We didn't even talk about, about the yeah. SPP. I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was very funny. I like the yeah. framing of like the it kind of like the parody of the Office style, where it's like yeah. self aware, like docu- mockumentary documentary. Only instead of being self aware, they're just aware of how horrifying <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, yeah. One... I hate the Office. Go ahead. And, that was like, no, it, don't, no, 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 don't no, no, that was that was intentional in this because mm. I just hate everyone's always sharing clips of the office. And I'm just like, oh, man, God bless. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> Sorry, who I don't know who I cut off, but somebody I, I had I had right. one insight, just one thought for the article that would make it perfect. Just absolutely perfect. Don't make the entire area quieter. Make the planes louder. So that the office is <laughs> transporting the sound of the planes that they get to other people. They're literally <laughs> noise polluting the neighborhood. They Sequel literally idea. reject the sound. Sort of ruins the joke, I think, a little bit. Maybe. I just don't know anybody who would Maybe call this is the their police. Solution to the noise not only do I not know anybody who would call the police for a place being quieter than normal, if, pol- if two police showed up especially two policemen named Grimes and Hernandez, they'd be like, I don't fucking care. Let's go get some fucking food. 
So a little background, Irvine, California is a really rich neighborhood. Um, oh and, the, uh-huh. and the cops are very, very bend over backwards to make the corporate. Like there's a lot of corporate headquarters in Irvine. Um, Wiz- Blizzard, uh, mm-hmm. like yeah, that yeah. makes, you know, all the games is in a Irvine. Lot, a lot of things there. Yep. A lot of things there. And so my whole point was to show, like, it's just sort of behind the scenes, but like the cops there are like, bend over backwards to be nice to these people that own properties. And these property owners are the kind of weird petty people who like mm-hmm. they're encountering something that's not even a problem, but they're going to call the cops down mm-hmm. to, to snoop in and find out what this, what their neighbors up to to cause this problem. I was working in an office, uh, a really nice office at a law firm uh, in Irvine. I won't say where um, that there was construction being done on a bottom, like a floor beneath us. And someone called the cops. It was obviously construction. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. I was like, why are the cops here? Because uh, someone called in a noise complaint. I'm like, they're doing construct. They have fucking permits. Since we're on the topic of a, of a cutaway. I have an idea. A really, really, really quick, really funny cutaway. I actually have an idea for an, an, a later, just for a callback to this one in a later BKTM. Um, mm. you've got, you've always got this, you've got this running gag of people who, when they talk, just horrible nonsense comes out and everybody pretends to understand <laughs> yeah. it. Just have somebody who's, who now only speaks in, in this, in the airplane sounds that are being taken from those airplanes. <laughs> you've got an employee who now just, who now can only talk in the sounds they've suppressed from the airplanes over the building. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was the that. purpose of that girl that she just speaks in the like sound that they've like, like that they, they've removed. Nah, the purpose of that girl was to have the gag where she can only be understood when she's speaking nonsense, and then she speaks English, and Marie's like, "What? What did she say?" Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all in the services. Yeah. Of those are things that would like interfere with like recordings, like flies and garbage disposals. Oh, totally. Um, but all the way back to the first victim thing, I had a like a morning show duo uh, on the radio uh, and only one of them spoke English and the other one spoken like the grinding of metal against metal <laughs> <laughs> or like air horns. <laughs> the air horns, of course. So it's, it's just, it's a running joke. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Pushing the batteries. Before we get into this one, do you guys want to hear the time uh, somebody called the cops on my dad for also yeah. doing construction? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So, God bless my dad. We, they, both my mom and my dad spent their retirement on um, buying a house to rent out because they they figured it would be really useful. It was next to a college, so they would get a lot of a lot of business there. And sure. um, that house did not have a fire escape for the basement, and they thought, oh well, to make that room count as a bedroom, you have to have a fire escape. So my dad dug ten feet down in dirt to make a fire escape by himself. <laughs> That's Jesus. not easy. That's no, really that's so on brand for your dad. That's yeah, it's really, really on brand for my dad who fixes tractors and shit to also dig a fire escape. But anyway, <laughs> this woman, this beast, uh, just appeared at the top of the hole, and she had like a little Shih Tzu dog, and she looked down. She was like, "Are you with the city?" And he looked up <laughs> and he said. Who are you? And she then said, if you're not with the city, I'm calling the police. And he says, her name was Karen. Really? (laughs) You just asked her again, who are you? And she said, I'm calling the cops. And then she called the cops. 
and my dad just went back to digging the hole. And 30 minutes later, two cops showed up. She was still there, by the way. This woman who was clearly just walking her dog decided to stand outside in like 90 degree weather Jesus in the summer Christ, to people. call the cops on him. And they asked my dad, um, is this your house? And he said, yeah. You building the building something? He said, yep, making a fire escape. And they said, why did you call us? What What are we doing out here? And she went into this tirade about weirdos showing up in the neighborhood. And just so you know, my dad has never seen this woman before in her, in yep. his life. We never saw her again after this. But she vanished into thin <laughs> air. She manifested for that. Yes. Yeah. And t- it's funny. There were like eight other women that were absolutely insane so we had a joke that there was a (laughs) demon that possessed women on that street and they would just show up randomly and accost us in that area i mean i don't want to be the i don't want to say the obvious here but this this is such an scp yeah it it is (laughs) thank god though it all ended when a sinkhole sucked up a 12-foot boulder in the front yard and sealed the hole to, to hell so Jesus. it's all good. I thought you were going to say sucked in all the, all the weird. I'm not no, that's not an exaggeration either. A sinkhole sucked in a rock to the sewer and that <laughs> stopped the crazy women showing up. That's amazing. Do you think the Shih Tzu was like a front for like an eldritch being? <laughs> and it was just like taking out, like taking the elderly women being like, the dog you, was doing you'll it. do it's my bidding. Yeah. No, and the dog got the, really jealous that someone else was digging a hole and was like, fuck this guy. I feel like the person who would write this as an SCP would have to be like pretty careful not to like excuse racist asshole like Karen's <laughs> yeah. by being uh-huh. a demon thing. Like it would have to be like, no, 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 they're possessed, but like they're also pretty racist. They're possessed, they're but like <laughs> they're possessed they because like they're racist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the SCPs and uh, not uh, shoot the shit too too terrible much. We're known to do that on this podcast. We're terrible. yeah, we're yeah, known for making things. Yours. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We about just it. go yeah. on and on and on. SCP six three five nine object class American 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 special containment procedures. All copies of SCP-6359 are to be kept in long-term containment at Site-59 when not in use. Facilities within the United States of America are encouraged to hold periodic SCP-6359 viewing parties. Facilities within continental Europe are expressly forbidden to do so. Staff at all of the facilities may partake recreationally at their discretion. Now, unless you oh, have your should... heart set on it, unless you have your heart set on it, I wouldn't mind reading the quotated part myself. Okay, I, I, I have no idea what this is about. What if America annexed Europe? What would happen? Nothing. Uh, they're if already you, basically Europe, America. If you're in Europe, would you not be able to listen to it still? <laughs> uh, this, this, this is this has so much about society. Plot hole. <laughs> Jeez, jeez, I just didn't think about this totally likable thing. Hey, totally, so totally thing. Totally we should establish who's reading what because otherwise you're going to be reading a lot because most of it's just straight narration. It's almost all have, just log entries. I have read 20,000 words for two hours straight on this podcast. You have nothing that can stop me. <laughs> okay. We can, well, we can trade it's, off. It's just that uh, if we don't indicate ahead of time, it's just... Somebody should take the... Uh, what's the, This is a drop-down menu here. I don't know what's in it, but somebody should probably take that. There's two characters, Namath and Lillehammer, and there are no stage directions. So two people... I'll do Lillehammer. We'll get over there. Like Little Orphans again. 
I'll do I didn't get to do any real characters. Okay, I'll do Namath then. Um, and I want to yeah. read the quotated bit at the top, uh, below description, if nobody else has got their heart on it. I but think, I think that's it. absolutely okay. Because it's very that. difficult. I've read it before out loud, but I would love to read it again. Anyway. Okay. You don't charge yeah. for this, do you? Just, uh, just in the time I'm taking out of your life. <sighs> Shall we continue? Yes. I think we should. Description. Yeah. SCP-6359 is a digital versatile disc containing American American, a film produced by the Totale Software Corporation for distribution by Vikandernead Technical Media. 1,776 copies were mailed to Site-59 by parties unknown with the following note attached. For our favorite world police, no further copies have been subsequently located. The following description of the film can be found on the obverse of the DVD case. Oh, before we do get into that, I should describe visually what it looks like, shouldn't I? You really should. I've put a lot of effort to this picture. Uh, There is an American hero who is gliding across the sky as the American flag wavers in the great blue sky above him. He is flying on a parachute with the letters A-R-M-Y, Army, on the side. The text... The, lo- the title, the logo, if you will, reads American, 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 American. He could America because he America. <laughs> God. Disturbed Toad by BKMJ. Disturbed Toad. And I believe that's the, a, a, a gun barrel. As the flag <laughs> is. Yeah, there are three flags on this. Yeah, there, there are three, three different flags. flags yeah. yeah, that's true. Technically, that's there's so a fourth. He's holding a flag too. So I also, I also like the patriarch tactic at the top. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the backstory on this is because uh, VKTM, uh, it didn't come into the last one as much, but they are known for claiming expertise in in the quality of their presentation. Oh, yeah. and, me, and not maybe, being maybe very I good at it. Maybe I should just read that. Maybe I should just read that. You read a bit from the hub? Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Okay. So on the hub, uh, it says, Our credentials, techniques we've mastered in the pursuit of communications excellence, radio, television, internet broadcasting, movie production and distribution, at-home entertainment distribution, black magic, entertainment content production, instructional content production, murder, psychological warfare, and graphic design. <laughs> And the joke with the graphic design is it's always like not quite right uh, to the point where as Gregory's gotten better, he's had to do a worse job of it to make it still look like BKTM. So that's why this is a massive hodgepodge of mess, but it's also all in bad English because the Totally Software Corporation was created by Dave Ufool and it's actually run by a weird eldritch entity from another universe who's decided to create, uh, well, to, to engage in capitalism and his spelling is almost always atrocious, completely abominable. So this is uh, this is VKTM and Totally Soft Together producing an abomination. <laughs> I, right. I, I, ju- I just want to point out that if we wrote this, uh, LA Beast would star in this movie. Oh my god, that's so real. He's an American icon. So yeah, the following description <laughs> of the film can be found on the obverse of the DVD case. 
You've American Pickers. You've seen American Sniper. You've seen American Horror Story. You've seen American Piss Show. You've seen American Graffititi. You've American Beauty. You've seen American Hustle. You've seen American President. You've seen American Sniper. You've seen American Gang Taster. Seen American Pie Presents Beta House. You've seen American Housewife. You've seen American Assassin. You've seen American Ninja. Nijna. You've seen American under God. You've seen American animals. You've seen American made. You've seen America ultra. You've seen American <laughs> pie presents girls rules. You've seen American justice. You've seen American Honye. You've seen American Zobmi. You've seen American Mary. You've seen American vandal. You've seen American outlaws. You've seen American gods. You've seen air convision. There's American translation. You've seen American girl. You've You've seen American Factory, you've seen American Solitors, you've seen American Reunion, you've seen American Anthrem, you've seen American Dreams, you've seen American Beach House, you've seen American Brawler, you've seen American Buffalo, you've seen American Burger, you've seen American Bully, you've seen American Crude, you've seen American Dragons, you've seen American Chopper, you've seen and the American gladiators. You've seen American fetish. You've seen American giglo. You've seen American gun. You've seen American music awards. You've seen American needs. You've seen American auto. You've seen American hairless at Uber Sesson American Rust. You've seen American id toast. You've seen American me. You've seen American ninja 54, the annihilation. You've seen American sniper. You've seen American. I've actually that. never seen American Ultra. Damn. That's I the only one on this list. American I just American. Love the only one. I just love so much that you mentioned American Sniper three times. Yes. <laughs> it needs to be mentioned three times. Bradley never, Cooper never spelled incorrectly. is an American icon. All the American uh, Pie ones are spelled totally correctly, too, for some reason. This is a good song. It is. I, I just want it to is. point out that. Uh, at the moment, I've been dealing with a lot of pain, and it hurts to laugh. And I saw this, and I was like, "They're gonna kill me." Uh, so <laughs> while I was muted, um, I, I I I feared for my life at least six different times because I was. <laughs> glad to, I'm glad to hear it. This is designed Actually, to be uh, to be difficult. Frankly, <laughs> I didn't read Sergio. it. When I read weird things, Sergio. Sergio goes nuts. Sergio, you finally understand how Kai feels when we make him laugh. <laughs> Right. I'm glad my anger is funny because this yes. this is one of the angriest things I've ever written in a way. <laughs> I was I was gonna say there is some like probably gonna be some uh, some withheld aggression in this based on some of the things I saw below it. A little bit. Anyways, I like how all three of the actors chosen below here are all British. Also, <laughs> yes. I really all like British that. people who are known for playing Americans. Yeah. <laughs> SCP six three five nine stars Tom Holland. Hugh Lowry, and Andrew Lincoln, each portraying the title character, The American, and credited respectively as American, American, and American. The film's soundtrack features a wide variety of popular music by artists such as ABBA, The Beatles, Bjork, Daft Punk, The Guess Who, Why Nina did you Hagen, say Bjork like that? <laughs> Bjork? Bjork? The Scorpions and Neil Young, universally credited as John Philp Sik Susa, 
neither actors nor artists are aware of their involvement in this project. Also, none of those musical groups are American. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) The film's runtime is 587 hours, 12 minutes and 19 seconds. It consists of 94 distinct (laughs) segments, each preceded by a black title card proclaiming the segment's title in white, Courier New font text. That font wasn't made in America either, was it? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was. I didn't think about well, that. I should have thought about a, that. That's a I missed a trick. Wasn't. As Hold is on, common Googling with it. Maybe that was VKTM. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. <clears throat> All on-screen spelling and spoken grammar consists of dubious declarative statements and broken English. Each segment begins with the American entering a new foreign country via a rocket-propelled parachute labeled Army, and then attempting to enforce some supposed element of American culture or politics on the locals. The actor playing the American alternates frequently, not between segments, but rather between individual <laughs> shots. Alright, so we've got segments. seven segments, so we can go back and forth between people a few times here, depending yes. on who wants to read. I'll do the first we'll one. Go. <clears throat> okay. And then we'll go down in Lancaster order. No, we're gonna do uh, we will do Jacob, Sergio, Grigori, and then Harry. I'm first. Okay. I've always wanted to be first. Me first. I read the first one, then uh, we'll go fuck. down in that God order. God damn it, my fucking so, dreams have been crushed. Me, Jacob, Sergio, Grigori, Harry. That no, I want to do... I'll, I'll do the fifth one. I want to do the, the second one. one. Okay. Just screw okay. you. <laughs> second we'll one's the best out. one. All right. Well, how about we do me... <laughs> Harry. Second. I, I didn't catch which one of you spoke when you said second. I want the second one. I want the second one. I'm Harry. Harry wants the second one. My article. I I wrote it. it. Me, (laughs) Harry, Jacob, Sergio, Grigori, and then me, Harry again. Oh, that makes sense. Grigori gets the VKTM one. That's good. Wow, we're so smart. That's that's the one he wanted. There's just so much about society. Segment title. I don't know. Healthcare. Synopsis. The American visits Sweden, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Norway, and the United Kingdom, each identified by on-screen captions as Not America. With the <laughs> of introducing sociopathic medicine, what is American? He proceeds to non-fatally shoot each citizen of each country, necessitating their lengthy hospitalization. The shooting scenes run progressively faster until multiple victims are shot in each frame. Best estimates suggest that over 200 million individual shots are fired. <laughs> the American does not appear to reload his weapon, referred to as his local option in dialogue. At any time, the heads of state of each nation, the Swedish chef, Adolf Hitler, Hamlet, a second <laughs> Swedish chef, a shaped void, Odin, and Sir Winston Churchill... <laughs> Agree that an insurmountable conceptual flaw in universal health care has been demonstrated. The American offers to cover just, the result. In, yeah. It's just Hamlet. I love that it's just <laughs> Hamlet. It's just yep. Hamlet. It's no other option. Just it has to be Hamlet. It's just Hamlet. Was, the void, uh, was Finland in here? No. I think the person ship void is the Netherlands. The Netherlands? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> The American offers to cover the resultant debt, so long as each nation introduces a minimum wage. If wages minimum, American having Chiquita banana lady kickback. 
you really nailed it. Thank Very you. Pleased. Yeah, I should uh, I should do a second take on the you have American thing. I could really kill Sergio with that one. No, it's okay. It's too I late. Mean, it's too late. We don't do second takes on this podcast. He's, he's expecting it now. He's expecting it now. Go ahead. <clears throat> Segment title. Oil in Trouble. Synopsis. The American visits the province of Alberta, Canada, identified by an on-screen <laughs> caption as the Middle East, <laughs> to secure a supply of oil for the United States. When informed that Alberta's oil fields consist of bitumen soaked into loose aggregates, he conspicuously radios, radios an unknown party to forget invasion for because whatever of this bullshit here, probably no good even real. He spends the rest of the segment searching for women wearing burkas to no avail and quizzing perplexed oil workers on their opinions of Sherry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Lewis. Sherry I think Lewis. possibly my favorite line I've ever written is forget invasion for because whatever of this bullshit here, probably no good, even real. <laughs> I love I hear that. that in my nightmares. I love the Sherry Lewis joke so much. <laughs> Sherry Lewis goes so hard. There's a sentence never before uttered. Right. <laughs> None of these words are in the Bible. No. All right. Segment title. The oh, beautiful. It, uh, we, who knows? We'll have to study that for next time. Right. Uh, oh, segment title. Oh, beautiful four spaceship guys. Oh, sorry, space space hasip guys. Synopsis: <laughs> The American visits Russia, identified by an on-screen caption as America, which the stated aim of go for space to do moon, but actually since never did for moon was fake steel beams. He arrives at Cape Carnival, where four NASA astronauts in emu suits with reflective visors are preparing for a trip to the moon and issues a 20-minute diatribe on the merits of Stanley Stanley Kubrick's filmography. When finished, he forcefully removes each astronaut's helmet, revealing them to be billionaire George Soros, singer Frank Sinatra, Sinatra, (laughs) civil engineer, Isambard Kingdom Brunel, and a composite being of actor Ed Harris circa 1983 and actor <laughs> Ed Harris circa 1995. <laughs> the, the American Reflex. Am unremembered now that landing of the moon was not fake, but instead moon was fake instead because of not as America in space, which also is fake because flat earth chemtrails deep space, new coke. <laughs> The remainder of the segment focuses on negotiations between NASA and the Russian government to sell off the launch rockets for military use. Just keeps getting more timely as time goes on. No oh, shit. All right, am sure, I doing the next one? Come back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, segment title, Potent Portables. The American visits Djibouti, identified on an on-screen caption as Jeopardy. They recite <laughs> a series of dubious factoids. Relating to each of the past presidents of the United States. Am here of Bram Lingen? Invented slavery. <laughs> the approximate <laughs> nicknames of each American college sports team. Gorgon Bladders. Dull Tax Vomits. Webster Gorlocks. A list of each state in the order of the size of their largest dump. <laughs> Ohio. Rumpke. Terry Landfell. Colorado. Denver Arafo. California. Sunshine Cannon. And the favorite potato chip. Are they chip true? Is that the real? They are true. I looked it up. Ohio has the biggest dump. Oh, yeah, no, that's not Ohio's biggest dump. They're state by state. But oh, because Jeopardy okay. always has these these categories that like make the American 
um, trivia hounds so happy, but everybody else who's watching the show, if they aren't from America, is like, who the fuck gives a shit about what college sports team goes to what college, you assholes? <laughs> That's what this is. I was, I, I was confused by the wording of, of each state in order because I was uh, like, oh, it, from biggest to smallest biggest, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a well, terrible order. Well, if we want to be technical, if we want to be technical, Ohio definitely has the biggest landfill and it's all of Ohio. It's all of Ohio. That's true. God, bl- God nice. bless my home state. Got all right. Finish it up, Bridge. Favorite potato chip flavor of each undersecretary of labor, Malcolm R. Lovell Jr., Fish Taco. He then demands significant <laughs> cash prizes for demonstrate advanced trivial. President Ismail Omar Guella, who he addresses as Alex Quebec. He is rebuffed by Guella, who successfully stumps him with a counter demand to be named one Africa country slash person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then <clears throat> segment title and now a word from our sponsors. The American stands in a completely black, empty space, seamlessly alternating between all three actors at random and recites the following words directly into the camera. The word American denotes only one physical location, and that only roughly, since you arrogantly decided to co-opt the epithet right belonging, rightly belonging to the peoples of two entire continents, carries no additional descriptive value and has no business appearing in a movie or television show title. Everything you create is already inherently American. It would make more sense to nominatively signal out things that aren't. As the stomachs of your audience so thoroughly churned out, I'm sorry, are the stomachs of your audience so thoroughly churned by the concept of encountering peoples unlike themselves that they require their slop trows labeled with the national equivalent of don't worry, this one's about you. Like everything else, you stuffed in your fat, stupid glob, you navel-gazing xenophobe. The combined annual budget of Hollywood could feed and shelter the entire third world, and the best you can come up with is jingoistic, pandering non-sequiturs. You should be ashamed of yourselves, you you ludicrous hacks. He then stands in complete silence for 17 minutes, still alternating between actors as a sustained laugh track plays. Segment title. Unbearable. The American visits Brunei. Cambodia, Eritrea, Fiji, the Maldives, North Korea, Somalia, and Vatican City, each identified by on-screen captions such as <laughs> with the stated aim of forcing for respect of First Amendment right. He discovers the nations in question either have no functioning constitution, have not <laughs> amended their present constitution, or first amended their constitutions for purposes unrelated to gun ownership. Montage of scenes shows him working within each nation's legal system to ensure that they possess a constitution incorporating an amendment legally entitled the First Amendment. On his return to the United States, 73 years later, he is chagrined to learn that he has ensured freedom of religion in each state, as opposed to the intended right for lethal Samaritan, well-aggrandized militia cold dead hands. (laughs) Jesus. Are we on me again? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. For the final segment. Segment title, Space Froze. Synopsis. The American visits the afterlife of Corbinick, identified by an on-screen caption as Space America, with <laughs> the stated aim of forcing for respect of Second Amendment right, what should have first, but not apparently, and but space. <laughs> 
Three Moons Initiative military officials politely endure a one-hour harangue on the topic before retiring to their dropships and authorizing military action. 79 orbital railguns pepper the American with microscopic wound-sealing expanding rounds at a constant rate of fire. His twitching corpse, which continues to alternate between each actor, is still undergoing bombardment when the film ends, at which point the scene plays in a picture-in-picture window beside the film's closing credits. Bombardment presumably continues past the final frame. Damn. Additional Space segment America. <laughs> so Davey Fool is pleased by that one. Yeah. The parts mm-hmm. after it are no longer part of this. They're back in the SCP again. Damn. Additional segment titles include Acopalypse. Wow. Knock, knock. Who's there? Some sanctioned police. We are the world. Bang. Well, you're double <laughs> racist. Take that. So sorry about your demilactic election. Hamburger. It's okay to just eye that lol. And American Sniper. <laughs> I like to imagine that it's just a whole movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's just I'm, a movie. Unedited version, in fact. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Naismith. Little hammer. Take it away. Right. All right. So I guess I'm Namath. Is that what we agreed on? I think so. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> right. So this is a conversation between Dr. Namath of Site 59 and Dr. Lillehammer of Site 43. And I'm Namath. <clears throat> I have some questions about 6359. Gorgon Bladders is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah, that's not what I was wondering. Why isn't the anomalous effect in the description? If you're looking at the redacted file. There's no visible redactions. Yes, because those are stupid. Why tell people you're not telling them something? I don't know if you know this, but with computers, we can delete words we don't want anyone to see. Or just not type them at all. Don't get snotty. You know why I'm asking. Yeah, you want to know why the Conprox, which state that American personnel should totally watch this funny movie, aren't immediately followed by because it'll make you hate your country, thus simplifying our efforts to instill in you a transnationalistic loyalty to us and us alone, lol? Sure. I don't like that we're brainwashing people, so I'm an idiot. Nothing to say to that? Nope. Sounds good. Take this seriously. Also, you forgot, and it works so well that it drives Europeans into a homicidal froth. Yeah, but what doesn't? Is this honestly not bothering you, or do you only exist in ironic dimensions now? America is a cult. Ergo, America requires two programming before they can become productive members of our cult. This just saves us some legwork. You do realize that we're using a movie distributed by the Mimetic Troll GOI for precisely its intended purpose, yes? That doesn't bother you? Lillian, with no mention at all of this effect, there can't even be any debate on the merits of employing it. Listen, Lyle, I've been in your shoes. Take some free advice. The stick in the mud gets snapped off. And the branch on the cliff prevents a fatal fall. That's just cartoons. And you've got a lot of nerve bitching anyone out for doing experiments without informed consent, Dr. Operation Galahad. Speaking of which, that bit about the Corbinic didn't actually happen, right? Please say right. Right. Phew. But they did get a copy. Eesh. So now they're thinking about bombing the United States. Same. <laughs> All right. This is going nowhere. I'll take it up with Overwatch. Best of luck. 
Might as well mention before I go, we've been seeing posters crop up in the background of various Totally Soft products for what looks to be a sequel entitled Rise of the American American Rises. The image is an eagle made entirely out of sparks holding a gun. The tagline, this time, it's this time for America. So I guess we have that to look forward to. Yay! Yay! Do you think the sequel has four American snipers in it? Uh, I well, think this it one technically had. Used. This one technically had four because it was mentioned right at the end. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Five. Uh, can it have sniper American in it? <laughs> <laughs> they should get Bradley Cooper to be to be America this time. I think American Sniper comes into a, a, a special fire, a special ire from me just because um, you, you picked one of the least uniquely American things, one of the things done in America in a, the least unique way around the world, one of the things that's so transnational that like everybody does it the same way and went American Sniper. Like, that doesn't mean a fucking thing. Well, this time he's American. Oh, it's like you an American sniper. So he uses yeah, a sniper but, rifle to shoot people from a distance. But yeah, they're definitely you know, like people America? of other nations. Mm-hmm. American sniper. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I really, I really like that the only like reasonable bit where you're just telling us what you actually think was Vikander needs ad in the middle of it which is so out of mm-hmm. character for vikander needs right. to just tell us what you were thinking it's just right. my favorite thing like i did it in 7007 too where there's a point where it seems like vikander need is trolling themselves uh, right. and people were like why why would this happen and i'm like well it's just proof that vikander need always has a reason to troll anyone even if it's themselves and their own right. productions <laughs> part of my my logic on that one was that they paid totally soft to make this video and then they probably got the final version and it was so completely far off the rails of whatever they were <laughs> hoping that it would do that they were like, I think we might need to state our blatant like <laughs> message out loud because I don't think it comes through in this gibberish. Mm-hmm. That's good. I was obviously just so yeah. angry about how everything is called American something and it carries absolutely no signifier. It doesn't mean fucking anything most of the time it's just american this what's could you just not think of a title and the only thing that's worse than that is something rises which means basically you should fire whoever named your movie because Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything rises i rise i get i get up every morning everybody rises well you know you know batman just really had to rise in the third movie as opposed to at least they like chant rise at him in that one (laughs) that's true I didn't see any Skywalkers rising. I do really, really like Bane, but I don't like the rest of that movie. It's crazy (laughs) that they that they not only made him white, but they also made Raish and Talia white. Yeah, I mean, is that crazy for Hollywood? Is that crazy for Christopher Nolan? No, I don't feel like it's crazy at all. (laughs) It's just the fact that nobody complained. Yeah. It's just astounding to me. People mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, Tom Hardy. That's who I was thinking, too. Well, I mean, yeah, people I, would like him, but that's not why. I, I remember being like a kid and be like, you took all of the culture out of Bane. Now he's just yeah. like a bald dude. Now he's bright. Also, he was like nothing like Bane is. You know, he was. A, yeah. I mean, that's fine, but 
because well, no, isn't he was really that. strong you know no no i know but all the stuff about like social <laughs> stuff which yeah. was you know fine but like god that movie pisses the shit it just pisses me off so bad uh-huh. i don't even like batman the but the idea that like batman in that universe was batman for a year the year in between Batman Begins and oh, I hate that. the second and movie, old man. and then he quit for nine years, and anybody even remembers him? No one would even. I've be never like, thought about that. And no one, there's not a fucking. Why would there be a statue? Or why would anybody be going like, "Remember that Batman guy?" No, who are you talking about? Oh, I really? Hate two guys. There was a twelve really month period where a guy was running around in a costume. We forgot about it immediately. I hate that modern trope of like into like Wayne Manor or whatever, and it blew up. <laughs> The third entry in any modern series now has to be they've all suddenly decided they're really old and they're quitting. Even oh, they I know. They barely act for any amount of time. I hate that. They do that so many oh, times now because no, movies are so paint by number, which was the main thing that pissed me off enough to write this stupid fucking article. <laughs> at least with like, for superhero trilogies, at least with like Logan, like he was just really old. Like it but wasn't also, like he had been no in like, he had been in like, yeah. Also, it took place like 20, 30 years in the, the future. future yeah. But and also he had been in like and we knew from all the movies because he had also been in all the X Men movies that like he's been around since you know forever. So it was like as opposed to James Bond, who in the third movie, so he goes from being new blood, new blood in Casino Royale, where they're like, I don't know, you don't have enough experience to be a double O, to the third one being like, I'm too old for this shit. And 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 the first two are immediately sequential, Right. right? So he goes on one adventure and then is mm-hmm. too old for this shit from being a rookie. Mm-hmm. I hate when they do yeah. that. And I mean, like, at least with James Bond, you can imagine that he did stuff in between. Like, it, as yeah. part of Dark Knight Rises, it's yeah. established yeah. that he has oh, wow. not been Batman for almost a decade. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. why do we care about him then? First of all, I'm not even a big Batman fan, but the idea of Batman quitting is like, shut the fuck up. What's the point of uh-huh. him? Like, he's obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- Oh, whatever. Especially because he not only withdrew as Batman, but also Bruce Wayne. Right. So when people right. are like, I heard old man Wayne's hanging out in the manor. Who cares? He could be, he's dead, right? Yeah, like, and also, like, Nolan made him doubly worthless. Because my biggest problem with Batman is that Batman has so much money and the way he uses most of it. I know he does do some. They've got the Wayne Foundation stuff in the comics. But mostly he spends his money on, like, gadgets to fuck up criminals and yeah. mostly the mentally disabled criminals um <laughs> yeah. like they're all people that need it's treatment true. but it's true. like in this one not only did he stop being batman he did not then turn that around into being you know uh-huh. mr like i'm gonna fix gotham from a social angle like come on like it's right there just make him a quiet philanthropist oh no you're christopher nolan you don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah that's one thing i really respect about the batman is that they kind of made it a point, like a plot point in the movie where they're like, look, yeah. Thomas Wayne tried to donate all the money, but he, like everyone with him was corrupt. So just fucking just my favorite thing used immediately. I, I am like such I've complained to Harry about this many times. I really hate Batman just because it's like over like it's just too, there's too much of it in media. But the Batman is mm-hmm. brilliant because it's the first Batman story, even the animated series, which I loved growing up didn't really have much of a character arc and uh-huh. the the Batman has a character arc. He starts off just being, I'm obsessed. All I can do is beat up criminals till by the end mm-hmm. going, no, I also need to inspire hope. Like, I think that's incredible. It's the, 
It is. It's really good. I, I think it's funny. It's the only three-hour movie I think I've ever seen where I was I wasn't like, wow, how long is this movie? I remember sitting <laughs> in the theater and seeing it, being like, wow, this movie fucks. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like three hours at all. I'm. I, w- I would also say that Dune also feels like that, but whatever. I'm the ending Dune, so. of the Batman reminded me a lot of uh, the animated Justice League Batman. If you've seen that, you know what I mean. But um, I did when it was out years ago, but I don't think I've seen a lot of uh-huh. To put so, it into a simple the, uh, words, Go ahead, Serge. I was going to say, the ending of the Batman has a has a specific line that like has stuck with me and Nick, where it, the uh, when uh, the Riddler is like, when you see the Riddler's like last like message to like his like followers or whatever, one of the dumbasses in the chat is like, "What caliber should I bring for my gun?" And me and Nick are both like, "The one that goes in it." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a stupid fucking question. Uh, but I think that was kind of the point of like fucking. Yeah, no, no, it's completely list. realistic yeah. for some <laughs> Yahoo to ask that stupid question. That's why I love it. I love how much social commentary they squeeze into a movie about a guy that dresses up like a bat. Like none of the other Batman movies do that. And the Batman did like, there's even that part where the woman who's running for mayor is like, why aren't you doing more for the city to Bruce Wayne? And it's uh-huh. like, and, and and the movie is not just being like, but he is, he's Batman. The, the movie is framing that like, yeah, you should be doing more than mm-hmm. just being Batman. Like that's not enough. Yeah. I, I really hope the sequel explores a lot more of the like philanth- the philanthropic side of Batman. Yeah, I, I would um, say I'm really excited. I, I've never, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I was excited for a Batman project ever. Uh huh. So I was good. so shocked when the Batman came out because people were like, d- like hardcore debating on Twitter whether it was better than The Dark Knight, and I was sitting there like, this is not a contest. Yeah. Like I like The Dark Knight. Sure. It's a like. Heath Ledger, great. It's in that mostly movie. Heath Ledger. Like, the, yeah, I feel like the Dark Knight is mostly Heath Ledger. I, as I get older, I take Christian Bale's Batman worse every time I see it. Me too. Especially, oh my god, the bat suit in that movie is so fucking ugly. I don't, I can't, I can't even like comprehend how I mean, they managed to design mostly, that. Mostly, uh, honestly, all the old ones are bad too. The only good one is I, the one, the newest one. I think. <laughs> I like I like Keaton's. Come on. No, I just I just symbol. saw the Flash, and first of all, that <laughs> oh, movie is really bad. No. But he's in that same costume. I even like pulled up on HBO Max. I was like, let me. Is that really how bad he looked in the costume back in the day? Yes, it's a big old rubber. Yeah, but suit. it's got, it's fun. It's fun. He can even move. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it fun. It's better than okay. The bat bat flex costume in that same movie you can't pretend like that isn't the worst bat suit ever brought the screen it's not uh, even close yeah i don't know it's I, so ugly i'm so mixed on like i think i think ben affleck was like actually a really good choice but i just think he was wasted yeah. on those terrible movies <laughs> we talked about it we did a a book club episode of watchmen a few weeks back so i, oh, I won't go too God. far into it like i did last time but i think Zack Snyder is a talented director, but when it comes to like adaptations, he just kind of like doesn't see the full picture. If when that you makes sense, something you have to understand, like what it was trying yeah. to say, I, and he I generally does not. I don't. Like, I'm like, not oh, even going to get him cool and break Zod's neck and be Jesus, and it's like that's not what Superman yeah, is. Yeah, I am. I am 
I'm not even going to give him that much credit because his original stuff is bad too. Honestly, he's a really good cinematographer. I like Dawn of the Dead. I do like Dawn of the Dead, but I feel like that's before he put his head entirely up Ayn Rand's ass. So we could also blame J- we could also credit James Gunn for that one because he wrote it. Yeah, I've got issues with James Gunn too, but uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead was pretty good surprisingly good for a remake of one of the best horror movies i've ever seen yeah i remember seeing it when i was a kid and being like wow that's scary yeah Um, horror remakes are so (laughs) rarely good but that one is pretty good wow we got it i have a i have a fun trivia Uh, the thing he has a remake no that's true true, i guess yeah 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 I guess oh, is true. this isn't te- I, it's kind of horror. Little Shop of Horror is also a remake. Also yeah. a remake, yep. And it was a Broadway show as well. Yes. Uh, actually, I just saw a remake that I really loved. Uh, the Suspira remake is incredible. And incredible. I, yes, like genuinely, like it it knocked my socks off. I couldn't believe how good it was. I saw. I watched it just out of boredom. It was on Prime or something like that. And the Suspira, and I think the original Suspira is inc- really cool, but like not a very good story, but like really mm-hmm. visually interesting. And the new one is genuinely incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that's a good spot to yeah. cap it off. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. You get, would you? No, you're. We love to ramble. You don't have to apologize. You're horrible okay, ramblers. If, if it weren't for the fact that Matt's internal timer doesn't let us go above two hours usually. We could do this all night. I haven't eaten but dinner yet. I'd like to eat dinner. I know. I know. It's because you people eat dinner at insane times. Well, it's not both you answer start recording, yeah. and I don't want to pause it. Uh, where can we find you two? All right. Canada. So, yes. Canada. Um, I'm on my way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, listeners, um, we have a podcast, which we mentioned earlier, Simply Creative People. Um and we do deep dives into things that are on the SCP wiki from the perspective of writers and fans as well. Um, and we ch- usually choose about, we don't do readings for the most part. What we do is we choose about six to eight articles based around a subject and we kind of break it down, try not to spoil it and try to recommend because there are thousands of things on the wiki and it's hard to <clears throat> know what you should be reading. And so we try to curate. Um, and inform about lesser known things. And that's uh, on Spotify and Apple and Google. <coughs> but uh, and slowly a, killing them. Yeah. And we have a Twitter, which is all podcasts. Uh, simply creative mm-hmm. people at S I M C R E A T. But see if you want to see mm-hmm. future episodes or whatever. Sweet. Uh-huh. Do you have any projects you want to plug or anything? They're both there still authors on the SCP wiki. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. read the SCP yeah, um, I'm still... <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, besides that, is there I any articles you have coming current. out or anything? Oh, I've always got one coming out. I'm, I'm working on a sequel to an SCP book that I've already got out, so that's nothing to advertise right. as of yet. Uh, I don't. I, I feel like I need oh, yeah. very little advertising. I shouldn't be advertising myself uh-huh. at all. Who, other, who else is doing stuff we could no, advertise? No, that's bullshit. No, Harry has a book out called Bury the Survivors, and it's great. Yeah, it's on our book club list. And people should it's buy on it. Our book club it's really, so really good. I read it you in like read a week. You can on the website. Don't bother buying it. No, buy it. No. We no. well, we love supporting authors. 
I'm pointing at the camera that isn't on. Authors appreciate it. And uh, for myself, I do have, I've been working since the first thing I put on the wiki, I have been doing sort of a multi-part unfolding narrative uh, across different SCPs mm. and tales uh, called the Hakantries cycle. And I am Hakantries. working on the very last, the very last one, finally. So um, if people are interested, you can find that on my author page. Sweet. Are you melancholic about it being the last one? No, I'm excited because then it frees me to do other stuff. Also, I plan to hopefully uh, adapt it and put it into ebook form. Sweet. I always found it entertaining <clears throat> that you picked a word that's like so hard to say. I know. Like it's. I'm <laughs> what stuck is it? With it what now. is it? What What is it like? It's. I think it's hecatonkiris. Isn't that right? That is really good. Yeah. Better than I've ever actually. Well, yeah, said but I said it, it. Yeah. I said it extraordinarily slowly. That's cheating. right. Yeah, it wasn't really good. Hecatonkeries, yeah. Hecatonkeries. But anyway, yeah, I've been, and I've been reading these since since shortly after the start, a few months after the start, because the first thing that I ever created for Gregory was one of them, and it's an excellent action adventure mystery story set in the 1990s and the earlier days of the Foundation, and it's a very broad scale exciting narrative that's coming to its conclusion. So. Yeah. And it's all about yeah. like the Deva and some other kind of uh, anomalous mm -hmm. civilizations and, mm -hmm. and cults, earlier. Maybe. Yeah. Cults meat magic. Maybe if you guys would like to come Russians. on again, we can peek at that. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope you guys enjoyed being on here. Yes. Yeah, thank absolutely. you very much for inviting yeah. us. It was great. No, no problem. Looking yeah, forward to, to, to abusing you on our own podcast. Yeah, I reached oh. out because I thought it was about time that we uh we kind of because we're two of the the well I mean I know you do other stuff I've been listening to your uh, all guardsman party uh, oh yeah God damn it. you're the ones who want to listen to all guardsman party dude all guardsman party is popping off for us <laughs> real talk behind the scenes talk it goes like I had to go people, back I was really shocked I was like genuine I was like oh I gotta listen to that I was telling Sergio when we first were talking. And I went mm -hmm. back and I had to go back and back and back. Like, I was like, wow, the first episode yeah. was like two years ago or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. It's, also, it's you guys funny. are really impressive with the amount of podcasts you bring out. We're, we're lucky if we do two a month. Yeah. We, we're we insane. So, like, machines. let's be clear. <laughs> Especially right now, we're doing, we're doing our live play and our book club. That's awesome. And our comic book book club. And regular episodes. That's awesome. Because we're evil. We hate ourselves and we don't we have a lot of <laughs> This is time. kind of just us hanging out, to be honest. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Because we've been friends for like a decade. Out. So usually it's just like with how busy we can be sometimes, like Sergio's work schedule is evil. So it's nice to just be like, Yeah, we record for like two hours, we just get to shoot the shit. Mm -hmm. Like and then afterwards we usually play like payday two or minecraft or whatever game we're we're addicted to at the moment yeah our show is very similar um it's very conversational we we don't take mm -hmm. ourselves too seriously i mean i don't the last time we, we did yeah no you don't uh the we just did wilson's wildlife with uh dark uh -oh. stuff we love wilson oh everybody knows with dark stuff and nico who are both like the mm -hmm. two like most prolific uh wilson's authors uh, and we mm -hmm. just had a ridiculously good time. There was a running joke where we were trying to use another author's name, Rimple, as a verb as often as we could. Uh -huh. I will say, I do think that you're the first guest that's ever reached out to us that I can think of. 
Usually That's we reach out to people. He's always um, he's always on the grind. Because we were I just Sergio texted me. I saw your DM. I, I responded initially, but Sergio usually handles to talking to people because I don't talk to people ever because <laughs> I'm bad at texting. Um, it's like my my curse. I just can't text people back. And Gregory so I like age. I respond, and then Sergio texts me. And it's like, oh, I saw you reached out to Gregory for being on the uh, the podcast, and I was like, no. He reached out to us, and we were we just kind of had a moment like. This has never happened before. <laughs> well, I mean, I was weird. The piranhas. Sure. I mean, I was aware that your guys shows was on, but I hadn't really listened to anything until mm-hmm. a few weeks back, uh, maybe about a month ago. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I saw that Billeth was on. I've seen Sean Saxon was on a bunch. So mm-hmm. I was like, this makes perfect sense that we should like yeah. cross pollinate a little bit. Mm-hmm. We love cross pollination. Sergio's <laughs> a biologist. Or just a wonderful garden of beautiful flowers. That's right. But yeah, thank you guys for uh, for reaching out. Thank you for coming on. For sure. Hope to see you on your podcast. Yes, right. we got to talk about Wink. how we do that. Yeah, I am. Talk excited. to our lawyers. <laughs> yeah, well, well oh, wait, people will reach out to your people. You know how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which reminds me, Sergio, we need to get people. Yeah, we we should get people. Uh, I also wanted to spotlight uh, the uh, Lorecon contest that, as rec- when this Man. episode releases, we'll have finished. Uh, but uh, SCP Int just ran the Mighty Aesthetics and Lorecon uh, contest that me and Jake provided an entry to. A little tale mm-hmm. called A Tale of Two Chugwaters. Did you ever want two Greg Chudleys? Well, we're giving you 8,000 words of them. And also, Jesus <laughs> Christ, so many people didn't put, didn't submit entries. This is probably like the most abandoned con I've seen since I've been on the website. Honestly, it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. They had a month to write, though. There's yeah, no but they always, but all contests are usually about thirty days to write, except for JamCon. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens a lot. Like there were a bunch of CanRanCon teams that didn't make enough. I mean, some of the best stuff came from the Asmodeus project, and I don't think they made enough to oh, wait, no, eventually they... be in the running. They had twenty. They had about two months to write. Well, no. well, it's an int contest, though, not a main site contest, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, true. They're a little bit sometimes undersubscribed in comparison. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed writing. It definitely, uh, you know, stretched my. I haven't written like intensely in a few years, so it's definitely stretched my uh, mm-hmm. my writing brain. Oh, I've got your guys' uh, Ninth World stuff up open in a tab, and I've been meaning to once I finish the book, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in deep. And you're gonna see my my votes. Sergio mm-hmm. has been doing great work on the Ninth World. You got a cannon uh, tag, didn't you? Yes, I yeah. did. Oh nice. wow! Congratulations. Also, seeing a character named after like my username get an uh get a character tag, I was like, <laughs> yes, yeah, weird. This this feels weird. I like oh, joked shit. with Sean. I was like, uh, I was like, if you ever want to write an article with Greg Chudley in it, you you can if you want to. And he was like, he's like, you don't get to give me permission. I get to just do it. And I was like, oh god, you have control over me like a little puppet. You're in the Creative Commons now, bitch. Should you uh, <laughs> tell Harry real. about? Should you tell Harry about your thoughts on uh, uh, how you descri- how he described your wine in his uh, tale that he wrote? Oh yeah, you wrote the um, Karen versus what was it? Uh, Karen versus 
the Croc world. Squid. Croco squid. Yeah. Yeah. Karen queen yeah, of the monsters, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Karen queen of the monsters. I, I sent it to Sergio. I was like, look, he describes Chudley's voice as a whine. I can't believe I've been insulted. <laughs> hey, I, I read the preceding tale. You sounded like a whiner. So I made you whine. Well, you know what? That's, I won't say that's inaccurate. I hear your voice going up already. It's starting to sound a little whiny, to be honest. I'm not a whiner. Come on, guys. It's not like that. Yeah, Rom Com was fun. I'm stoic. Yeah, it was funny. Crocoskid versus Kong was uh, an experience. Richard sent it to me, and I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah, I I did not have the greatest time writing my... uh, um, my like rom con thing, but I was like, all right, I lost. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just forget about this and enjoy this convention that we're going to. And then Stormbreath mm-hmm. contacted me about Crocus Squid versus Kong, and I was like, this is this is amazing. This is mm-hmm. everything was I could have wanted. When was how long ago was that? January um, last month. This was this Colossal month, con. this month. Oh, Colossal Con. Okay, you said yeah, Con June. and my brain auto-filled to uh to Ohio Con. And I was like, that was so long ago. But no, that I mean, it's been like two months. It's been one Greg Chudley car since uh since Colossal Con. Chudley Con. <laughs> yeah, we're starting at Chudley Con. We gotta do you think there's a convention center in Chugwater, Wyoming that we can rent out for Chudley Con? Make a convention center. It'll just be like some abandoned building. No, it'll just be the Rupier Saloon. We yeah. rent it out. But yeah, uh, thanks for coming. And I think we're good to end the episode. So, Sergio, do we love the audience? Do you, you two, Gregory and Harry, do you love the audience? God, no. <laughs> <laughs>